Welcome to Time and Again, a podcast by Jack Sotheby and Switchback, a charity helping young men make a new start after prison. Each episode tells a story of a young man's journey. This is Nick. South London, Battersea, and it wasn't too bad, just normal all-boys school, living with my mum, older sister and older brother, and we all get along, we all like Marvel and stuff like that, so we all meet up and have little Marvel runs and go cinema to watch films together. And who's your favourite character? Mm, I'm not sure. Um... Probably Iron Man. Mm. Yeah. But I like all of them, to tell you the truth. I like Spider-Man. I like... I love how much you're thinking about this. Yeah, because I'm kind of run through all what they do and what, you know, what do I like. But I like all of them, to tell you the truth. Yeah. My mum's house is in West Kensington. Nice area. So it wasn't that bad. I was a good kid at that age, 13, 14, in school, doing my work and stuff like that. Because my mum was so strict, when all the other kids were doing whatever they were doing, and I couldn't go out, when I was able to just do my own thing, because I got too old, like 15, I went a bit, like, off the rails a bit and was like, I'm free. I was going out a lot more with friends. Maybe getting into a few fights as well with other people. When you're at that age, you're like, oh, we're not a gang. But in hindsight, you are really a gang. You're a gang of youths. Smoking weed. It just made me lethargic. It started off as a laugh, you know how it is? The giggles, the munchies. And then it gets a problem when you have to have it every single day for your day to be like a smooth day. At the time, I was also doing like acting and stuff like that in the Lyric Theatre and different other theatres. I did a few shows inside the theatres. That's the only A star that I got in GCSE, was performing arts listening to my friends, like, telling me, oh, what are you doing? Like, they'll pick me up after rehearsal and be like, hey, what are you actually doing? Like, dancing around in the theatre and stuff like that. Um, so I just kind of gave into that and was like, you know what, I might as well just do other things to make money and to with my time. But I say that's the decision that kind of changed things and how I was. <laughs> fight actually and we was all drinking so we was all a bit tipsy and drunk and some guys were being racist to my friend my friend got into a fight with them he was losing and i thought you know okay i'm jumping in I jumped in and then i just got carried away the other guy it was two of them the, one, the other guy ran off and then i was just on the floor of the other guy and i was just constantly hitting him it was like a, a gbh gbh i went to felton i got five years The judge was like, Mr. You could all see, you could all see in, court that you are, in the court that you are a very large and powerful young man who looks like he can handle himself in the prison system. Therefore, I'm giving you five years. And I was just like, whoa.
everyone has their their thoughts. You know, you watch TV, you watch movies, usually it's American, and you just think that it's like everyone's on the yard pumping weights. <laughs> everyone eats together in like a big area and someone's going to pick up their tray and be like, hey, you're new, over your head. But no, it wasn't like that at all. It's a young offender, so there was loads of fights. It was like a school and it was over stupid stuff, obviously like postcodes or just saying something like your mum. Alarms used to go off, you know, the alarms from officers. And they were just running off. Yeah, it was, it was regular. A few a day, and then you get a few worse ones where people are getting burnt with hot water or stabbed or something like that. Um, sorry, one sec. listening to my own my own voice in my head outside smoking drinking or doing whatever you're doing and then you come into jail there with your own thoughts and thinking about what you could have done you should have done and who you've hurt or who's hurt you and that's where I found that I could do weights I got a job in almost everywhere inside there. I was at library orderly, kitchens, staff mess where you serve the officers. And then I got a job in the gym. And yeah, I enjoyed it. That sports side of things. Just working in there, even just cleaning the showers and talking to the other, the other guys. I think they did a, like a, a half marathon in there um, for charity. And the gym officers said, if you took part, you're not allowed to walk. Thing, you know, keep a slow pace, do what they have to do. And you would get a bucket of KFC. Now, in, inside, yeah, that is unheard of. So, and KFC, we was like, whoa. So all the gym orderlies was like, yeah, we're gonna do it. So we did the run. It was painful. Wow, I remember that, that was so painful. Wow. But it was worth it. We ended up getting KFC afterwards and that was fun. came out on the vibe of work. I've just wasted a nice little chunk of my life. Was it worth it? Not really, no. And was I happy doing it? Not really, no. But yeah, I had a few jobs. And then after a while, again, I just started hanging around with people that were, that was what they were doing. And they were making a lot more money. So I've decided to try it out. Um, what were you selling? Um, class A, um, crack, and heroin sometimes. That lifestyle just was not healthy at all. I wasn't healthy myself, so I lost, I stopped the gym completely from after that. And any sort of healthy side of things was just going back to smoking a lot, drinking a lot. That makes you more paranoid. I was in a dark place, I just don't know, my self-esteem and everything was all over the place was seeing myself as lower than I actually was. You know, like, some people are, like, raised into it, almost, um, from young, whether it be their parents, older siblings, role model, it's been drug dealing, and that's all they know, they love it. With me, I've grown up in a different way where I've seen other parts of life, I'm just doing it for just the money, that was the only drive. 
money is going as fast as it's coming in, the value of money is different because you're not working as hard for it in a weird way. Compared to if you was working a nine to five, you know, you need to look after that money. But because it's just like... You're making it out, I got two grand here, all right, cool. I was under observation back and forth from London to Gloucester and picking up the drugs from London and I was living in Gloucester with my girlfriend at the time as well. The area is quiet compared to London, so it's easy for you to just get complacent and relaxed out there. And we parked up in a car park in town centre. An Audi full of guys, all in shape. And he just ran out like, wait, wait, stay there. Wait. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Um, but it was everything. They were observing me, observing him, observing even my girlfriend. They was like, no, 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 no. We found him guilty. Um, and I got four and a half years. And then I went inside and it wasn't too, it's cool, I'm built. Yeah? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, oh, let me take another sip. <laughs> I thought I was just droning on and on. No, no, no. Okay. I remember that how it was when I left. You have to keep yourself busy. Went straight into the gym. I started seeing results. I'm like, yeah. I've done that fragrance workshop. You can make money in there for like £50 a week. Inside prison is amazing. A lot of prisons, you get £10 a week, if that. But it was work-based, so you would have to literally be making these perfume boxes and putting them in speed of light and I used to just boom, sorry <laughs> I used to just like focus and I'll be just people are chatting rubbish behind me around me and I'll just work and I'll get my 50 pounds then all my 50 pounds is just going straight on spice and whatever else so instead of me saving money which you can easily do in jail because what do you have to spend your money on really um, I was just spending it on drugs and that's when it went downhill again Slowly, slowly with work, who didn't become a priority, getting into fights, not caring. I just really just thought, oh, I was just in a depression. The end, it just looked so far away. Drugs was so easy in there. In my face, everyone around me was like mental health. It's like any time you had anything wrong with you, they would just offer you. Um, I wasn't happy, man. Just before the pandemic, I was just like, this, I don't like this. I hate that, again, I don't like myself. It just put me in this in a weird place where I just thought I was like less than a man. My mom and my sister started sending me pictures of like my family. Like I'm talking loads, I'm talking like this whole world was full of pictures. I just stuck them up on the wall. And then just seeing them, I was like, like this is not me. This is, like, look at my family, this is where I come from. These lot are me. And I'm not acting like how I should be acting. That I tuned all my energy into keeping fit. The, the pandemic kicked in, it shut down the gyms, so a lot of guys just gave up. Anytime we get out, or even inside, I'm watching TV, I'm doing press-ups, I'm doing sit-ups, I'm gonna put a mattress inside my chair and start curling it, I'm gonna do shoulder press. Trained with my soulmate at the time as well, he was a hardcore Spice guy. There's a few times he's just dropped in the toilet, and he's just curled around the toilet, I have to lift him up, put him on his bed. During the beginning, it was 45 minutes, and that was like, you have to pick whether me, you want to jump on the phone to speak to someone or have a shower. So you're like, oh. <laughs> what am I doing? Like, I'll call my people, but I don't know. Then you want to also get some air and walk around. 
more time. The officers are like, come on, get out of the shower every time. But, and it did feel like an explosion waiting to happen. People are really, really getting angry in there and saying, I can't see my people, I've got my kids and stresses. It's lucky I finished the drug thing when I did because it became difficult for the drugs to get inside the jail because the visits weren't there. So the, the price of spice, like, times, 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 times. So people were just really getting into madnesses and fighting. came out was in straight in a hotel because of the pandemic was the hotel situation I was living with two other guys and they were both hardcore smokers and I didn't really want to be around that they were offering me more places that were basically exactly the same so I was like I'm not trying to be picky or anything like that but you lot are trying to really push me back into that they said just sleep on go on the streets, on the streets. and then call this number but the thing is, it's not instant. I think they observe you first for like 48 hours and then, and then they help you or something like that. So I was like, so you want me to sit outside McDonald's on the floor? Let them observe me. And then you little find, I was like, you know, I forget this. It's not, no, no, no. I went some places and it would be like, oh, no, sorry. That's changed mind or something like that or something until I found the accommodation I'm in now. When did you meet Switchback? Since the beginning of the year, so January. They just helped me from when I came out of prison with just organising everything and not getting bombarded with life and also with how the pandemics change things. They work with you is quite unique to other places um, as they just keep in contact with you. Like a friend, but also like a mentor, which, and they're showing you the right proper way and just guiding you along. So I've just finished a course that they helped me find, um, PT course, level two and level three, and it was good. But now I've got the qualification, I would like to work in that the proper gym environment and then maybe see where it takes me. I'm feeling excited, I'm feeling optimistic, I'm feeling good. If I keep strong, then doors will be opened. I just need to remain strong. Um, yeah. Stay blessed. <laughs> nice, that's it, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to Time and Again, a podcast brought to you by Switchback and Jack Sotheby. Despite your best intentions, change doesn't happen the minute you walk out of the prison gate. Not enough people get that Switchback level of support and not enough get to build a better future. Like the guys you've heard in this series, we can do better. We should do more. This podcast was interviewed, sound designed and co-produced by Jack Sotheby, founder of Beautiful Strangers, the production company. Co-produced by Switchback. Narration was by me, Quella. Thanks for listening. Bye.